Hi, this is David Vinson, and I'm the superintendent of schools for the Wiley Independent School District, and I'm joined by my co-host, Amanda Martin. Hi, I am the Director of Counseling Services and the Wiley Way, and welcome to the Achieving Kids podcast. Our goal is to provide a better understanding of how the decisions we make help promote the best interests of our kids and community. We will tackle big subjects, entertain different viewpoints, but the focus will always be on equipping you with the strategies that will help them become Achieving Kids. So Amanda, we are blessed to have not one, not two. We actually have three kids with us, or three seniors, I should say, kids are all with us. And then the ever popular Dr. Kelly Jamison uh, with the psychologist, uh, child psychologist and, and, and really, uh, uh, you know, kind of a foundation of our podcast. And today we're going to talk about some fun stuff. I know. Let's have our um, seniors introduce themselves. Trinity, we'll start with you. Um, I'm Trinity Singer. I'm a senior at Wiley East and I want to go into physical therapy. Awesome. Hi, my name is Victoria Okafor. I'm a senior at Wiley High and I want to become an anesthesiologist. And uh, my name is Jackson Schwarty. I'm a senior at Wiley East, and I'm thinking about doing business. Okay. And can you, they volunteered to be on our podcast today, right. but they're also part of your advisory council. Absolutely. So we have leaders on that represent groups, organizations, and the like uh, in our advisory council. And these are the leaders of the leaders that are coming in and talking to us a little bit about, you know, the topics of uh, Wiley ISD, of kids, and about, you know, how we kind of, it can help them achieve going on in the minds of the youth today. Oh, yes. <laughs> Psycho. And then that's where Dr. Jameson comes in, right? <laughs> Into the minds. That's right. So at their last advisory council, Dr. Jameson, um, they answered some questions whole group, and I think they shared out their answers. So um, the kids have heard these questions before, so they'll probably be speaking like holistically and then maybe can share their own opinions. But um, what we have been We've been working with a guy named Brett Ledbetter who works with a lot of professional athletes or professional coaches and things like that, but he also helps people in personal development. He is not trained in therapy or anything like that, but he is um, really good at having people reflect on all kinds of things. And so one of his big things is why guess when we could know. And so that's why we try to really ask a lot of questions to really hear from y'all what you really think. And seniors are kind of the best at that because you're like, what do I have to lose at this point? <laughs> um, and so thank you for your feedback. Um, one of the big questions that was asked is we've been noticing that a lot of the adults, um, ourselves included, have not experienced a lot of the things that y'all are experiencing in the same way that you're experiencing it. So we didn't grow up with cell phones necessarily, definitely not social media, those kinds of things. So while everybody has experienced some sort of stress in their lives or personal relationship issues and things like that, um, it may not look exactly the same way it looks to y'all. And so one of the first questions that we were asking is just in gen- you can answer this in general, or you can just be vulnerable and share your own personal thoughts is what disrupts your peace of mind right now? What's going on? Sure. I mean, for, so for me, um, I'm a massive procrastinator. I mean, it's, it's, it's honestly a problem a lot of the times. And so you know, whenever I'm going about my day or I'm enjoying my weekend, I can't quite fully enjoy it or always be focused because there may be some looming deadline or activity. And if I'm not focused in or I haven't done the right requisite work to uh, work for and make sure that that thing that I'm going to do in the future is going to go well and I'm successful for it, I'm just, uh, I can't, 
I can't focus in. I'm, I'm nervous. And it really, it really messes with the flow of my day. I, I can't quite feel good about myself knowing that there's something about to happen that I may not be ready for. So. Is that relatable to, to any of y'all or friends that you know? Yeah, I think like the future, like just, it's like this big character in front of me and it's like throwing obstacles at me and I'm like trying to dodge and it's confusing, but like, I know I can rely on my friends and my family and procrastination is also a big one for me. Ever since probably quarantine, I started procrastinating and it is, I'm trying to break out of the habit really. And I, I think I'm, by college, I'll be ready, you know. Dr. Jameson's eyes got big when you said that. Nobody could see it because you're an audio podcast, but it was like a great way wow. to describe that. Wow. Talking about your future being like a character that's throwing things at you mm-hmm. is very awesome. Yes. Yeah. Circling back to the part about the future, it's like, you know, looking forward, we're so... Like we're being told from such a young age that like we're just supposed to have fun and we're just kids and let's just go do kid things. But then we're also told like, hey, every decision you make now is going to affect you for the rest of your life. And so it's really hard to be in the moment and just (laughs) to have fun and be a kid because we're expected to be a kid Mm -hmm. when we're just constantly worried about what our next step is going to take us, you know. All right, therapist in the room. Wow. I Tell us what love you think. This. this is amazing. Well, it's not it's not often where you get to hear such honesty from such smart kiddos. I mean, we often hear from kiddos, but maybe not as articulate and clear as these three have been. But I think it really highlights, I mean, so many important points. Procrastination, future, and then being told everything we do means something in terms of social media and your digital footprint and everything you say never goes away and all this sort of fear-based tactics. Um, So this all makes perfect sense why we have such anxious kiddos. Not that the three of you have been diagnosed anxious, but um, why we see so many kids feel overwhelmed, which is the word that they use with me all the time. I feel overwhelmed, but I can't tell you exactly why. And these are the reasons why. Right. Everyone's talking about your future constantly and your resume and what you're capable of. And it goes back to what we've talked about here a million times about child development being replaced with child achievement. Mm -hmm. And it starts at a young age and these kids are feeling the pressures of that. Well, and to the point of what Brett and Becky, who also works on this, would say is that most a lot, a great majority of the kids and they're working with student athletes in many cases is social media is their disruptor of peace of mind. And none of this was mentioned here. Is that unique? Mm -hmm. No, I think it's just so much part of their day-to-day functionality that perhaps it didn't feel relevant to even bring up because it's like in the gravy, so to speak. Right. Maybe the older collegiate athletes and professional athletes, social media is still not like second nature like it would be to our seniors. I mean, 2007 was the birth of the smartphone. Mm. I always remember that because it's the year that my son was born. So like, and he's a freshman in high school now. So anyone older than a freshman, that really wouldn't have been a huge part. Hmm. Interesting. Another big response that they had were um, that parents can sometimes disrupt peace of mind. Um, That came from a lot of different avenues. When we talked to the coaches um, and they were talking about their athletes, that came up a lot as well, just because sometimes it's 
um, parental expectations being placed on you. And so some of the kids were having a hard time, like, did I want to do this? Or did my parents want me to do this? Have y'all seen that with any of your friendships or personal experiences? Oh, yeah. I can actually speak to the, the parent one more than anything. My parents expect a lot of me. And, and I expect nothing less. They want good things for me. And they're trying to make my life better than theirs were maybe when they were my age. But sometimes I think they forget that, you know, I'm, well, technically I am an adult, but, um, <laughs> but I am, I'm still very young and I haven't had, I kind of want to enjoy it a little bit. And, uh, you know, I'll have responsibilities like, Hey, go get the groceries or, Hey, see this government paperwork I, you got to go fill it out or, Hey, uh, I see your, why don't you have all A's, uh, that, that sort of thing. And so they forget, like, I'm not a robot. I'm a person and, uh, I can't, I can't always be perfect. And I just, I need to relax a little bit sometimes. So. Yeah, I can't personally attest because I was blessed with like super free range parents. And so I'd always kind of just had my own motivation to get things done. But I can definitely see in like relationships at school and friends that um, they definitely care more about what their parents think of them than what they think of themselves, which is sad to see. How do you know that? I'm sorry. Patria. It's like after a test and you look over to them and they're sulking and they're really upset about it. And I ask them what's going on. And it's not, oh, I failed. I'm so disappointed in myself. It's, oh, I failed. My parents are going to kill me. Mm -hmm. And it's just this eye-opening experience to realize that they care more about making their parents proud than making themselves proud. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I have friends who play soccer, right? And some of them are like, well, the only reason why I'm playing soccer is because when I was younger, I had this passion in me growing. I wanted to play um, professional and my parents are now the ones pushing me to play soccer. And I see with myself, too, with academics, my parents like see me and my older sister and they're like, OK, so this is what Jennifer did, right? Mm -hmm. You should go this way. And I feel like this would be better than doing it your own way and I feel pressure like kind of pushing down on me mm -hmm. to go with that choice other than the one I make on my own right well as a parent it's so much easier to give that advice to other people but at my sense of freshman our kids are actually the same age and so it is thinking through what you're saying I'm hearing what or replaying things I may say to my kid in those same kind of avenues and just being like Okay, they're not robots. They are kids. <laughs> they need to have fun. Also need to make their grades up. <laughs> well, I think it's also, oh, sorry. I was going to say, I think it's also hard to find balance because as a parent, you do want the best for your kid and you think you're doing what's best. And it's just hard to kind of think about how they are still a kid. Or even that their interests change. Right. You know, as, as working, like working moms and working parents, we got a lot going on. And then all of a sudden one day we just assume you're, you're going to want to sign up for this soccer team. And all of a sudden you tell us you don't. We're like, wait, what? And I mean, as much as teens have a lot going on, I think kids need to remember that parents mentally have a lot going on too. And you throw us a curveball one day, like, hey, I don't want to do that anymore. And we have a strong reaction and then we're the bad guy for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we also have a lot going on and, and we understand that you guys grow and change and but sometimes you surprise us and it just throws a wrench in our fast moving schedules and agendas also. And then we're like, wait, what? And then it becomes a fight. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's not so much 
maybe the child's perception is that we're putting pressure on you, but maybe the reality is like, wait a minute, like this just came out of nowhere. I've got a thousand things on my mind today. Now you're going to throw this in and it's not so much pressure, but just like we weren't expecting that. You've always loved soccer. Why all of a sudden this week would you not want to sign up for this upcoming tryout? Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I think I have a great quote for this. It's uh, I heard this the other day was hindsight is notably cleverer than foresight. So you can always look back and a parent can look back on their experience and say, well, man, that really didn't work out great for me. So I'm going to make sure my kid doesn't repeat that same mistake. But I think sometimes, you know, a parent forgets and even the kids forget that our future, it's undetermined. We don't know what it's going to look like. It could be vastly different or very similar than what's going on today. And so uh, those expectations that we have for ourselves and each other and our parents have for us is m- maybe they're unrealistic or maybe they're not enough and we just don't know. And so it's, it's ultimately coming down to giving it your best guess because that's about all you can do, really, I think. It really does lend itself to the next question, though, doesn't it? Because the next question is, what signs, signals do your parents send to show that their mood is dictated by your performance? Okay, so my uh, let's go. Um, when I'm talking to my parents, right, and I'm like, so I tell them like, oh yeah, I have a big test coming up in a say calculus, right, and so the next day they're like, how'd the test go? And that test went so. <laughs> what was on it was like, I completely blanked, right, and so when I tell them that they're you can see in their eyes, like just a little piece of them breaks off. And I'm like, no, no, I promise. I promise I'll retake it. I'll do what I can. <laughs> I physically saw that, right? Just, uh, yeah, yeah, and like they soaked their head low. I'm like, it's okay. I'm sure I didn't do that bad. I, I promise I'll make make it up. And then the next day I I'm, I look at it. I got a 98 on the test and like, I just shocked them. Like, and they're like, <laughs> well, why'd you say that? I'm like, I thought I did so bad. So definitely like the eyes, like for me, I love to pay attention to people's eyes and their body movements. And I can tell like slight changes, especially with my parents, with disappointment, um, disapproval, but also the positives. Like when I told them I was speaking today at the podcast, they're like, wow. And like, tell me the name of the podcast and I'll listen to it. That's so, they must love you so much. Yeah. What say you? I mean, my parents, um, and they're really nice people and they're, they'll probably listen to this. So I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to hate on them too much. Um, I really do. I really do love them. But, um, but, but sometimes, you know, there'll be things like, um, maybe I say I don't do well in a class. I'm not very good at science and I never have been. And so, uh, last year and this year, you know, I've been struggling a little bit in some of my science classes and I got to put a lot of work in like biology physics, that, that whole thing. And so there'll be some not very pretty grades to look at in the grade book. And if my parents, if they just kind of see me sitting around the house or relaxing or, you know, goofing off my dad or my, or my mom, both of them, they'll be like, Hey, what are you, what are you doing? You don't have great grades in the grade book. Like, what are you doing right now? So for, for them, it's more verbal. It's like, what are you doing right now to help improve your situation? And that's for me when I know like, okay, like, this is a big deal to them. I can see that just based on what they're saying, less on what they're doing, but for me, it's what they're saying. So mm-hmm. I, I feel pressure at home. Like, okay, well, I don't want to hear that conversation. So I probably got to act like, or <laughs> at the very least, like I'm doing something. But yeah. It's just for me. I think I kind of have an interesting perspective to offer because 
My parents have never checked Skyward. I don't think they even know how to log in. They just have so much trust in my ability to get done what I want to get done. And they just know that I care about my grades and I'm going to do my best and that's good enough for them. And I love that. And I think it's amazing. But then it also, there are times when I can't tell if they care. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll say, hey, I got a hundred. And they'll be like, oh, great. Good job. Or I'll be like, hey, I failed. And they're like, oh, don't get the next one. So it's like, Sometimes you kind of wish that they were more involved and you wish you had that bigger reaction. But at the end of the day, I know it's just because they trust me and they trust that I'm going to get it done. Interesting. Too much of one, not enough of the other. So. Like most things in life, middle of the road works best. (laughs) So you're given that question and you would kind of take that for the normal, the kids that you talk to, how would you break that down and. Her response? No, I'm just talking about null responses. When you're generally looking at that question. Well, it goes back to, you know, I often ask kids, I, I kind of see parents falling into two camps. You either have like the metrics parent or the heart parent. And the metrics parent is interested in the numbers that surround your life, like your grade and your standing and your GPA and your minutes played and sort of the numbers that wrap around you every day. And then the heart parent is the, how's your day? You know, who'd you eat lunch with? What's going on tonight? You know, more of the relational questions. Um, So when I ask kids, you know, really, what type of parent do you think you have? A lot of times they'll say, I have one of each. I have the metrics parent, and then I have the more heart slash relational parent. Or right out of the gate, they'll say, oh, I have a metrics parents. Right? And a lot of that, it depends on, um, is it a high-achieving family? Like high-achieving family generally produce metrics parents that are interested in the numbers of your life. But regardless, it helps kids differentiate the different parenting styles and recognize that it's not necessarily based on their performance, but just solely on the parenting style of the parent that they were given. Based on what the words the parents are saying, like yes. the questions they're asking them. Yeah, like, you know, I, I worked with a family recently who both parents went to an Ivy League and they've got a whole bunch of kids and each kid is just like spectacular on paper. And then we've got one, <laughs> we've got one that's just um, unimpressed by all of it. And guess which one I have in therapy? That one, mm. right? And then I met with the parents the other day and... I said, you do have to recognize this is a very high achieving family. And the expectation, regardless of whether you use the words or not, is that we achieve. Like we value school. We value academics. Mm -hmm. We expect that the bar is here and the siblings in front of this child have all met it. But this one has not. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you love this one any less, but you do have to recognize. And they had never thought of themselves as a high achieving family. Really? No. So. In my home, and probably unhealthy, maybe healthy, who knows? You can decide. <laughs> so we always talk about passion and effort. Are you hopeful? Do you have passion in what you're doing? And are you given the necessary effort to, to, to pursue those kind of things? And, and so in, in, in my house, I have these signs when you, at the door that says, Vincent level effort. And I always say, the world is, bo- is born with people right here. And I'm, for those who are not listening, I'm actually holding my hand somewhere. And I said, right about here, it doesn't have to be crazy effort, but right here is where if, if you live right here, you, I don't know that your life is going to be just demonstratively better 
just by giving the necessary effort, not to pursue the things you don't want to pursue, but whatever you're pursuing in life is that we kind of, we value effort. And I don't, because the achievement, they're going to go. I mean, I've got one kid that's super focused. One kid is still trying to find where she wants to go, but how are we helping you get there? And then one kid, we have to back off and one kid, we have to push a little bit. And that changes from year to year. It does. I just had a, a, a mom friend in my kitchen last night and she's like, I am always focused on this son. And this year, I'm having to focus on this one, which I've never had to focus on before. So each year, uh, you may have to parent your kids differently based on their needs. Well, and that's the thing, too, and that we always, Christy and I talk about this all the time, is that they both have needs. They're different needs, you know. And there is nothing that kids love more than people love more than feel like they're in the zone and they're hopeful and they're engaged. And as long as they're in that way, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's happiness, you know, but, uh, I, uh, I tend to, if I don't see effort, I get a little cranky about that. I just want to, and that's probably not healthy, right? When I threw all those, those, I threw the signs in the trash during, during dinner one time, cause nobody was showing any effort that week. Did you have to go get him back out? Me. <laughs> How many signs are there? There's a bunch. <laughs> anyway, there you go. What do y'all think about that with as regards to just natural ability, effort, passions? I feel like as an African parents or really immigrants at all, they expect you, like they came to this country for you. They came mm-hmm. for you to mm-hmm. achieve like their highest goal. They came for you to achieve their dream or their goal. Right. Um, you have more opportunities. Um, what my parents like to see is, like like to say is uh everything in life you were spoon fed uh, <laughs> so, so there there wasn't much of a struggle but then i i tell them like um i mean we came from different backgrounds it's really about exposure um there was there are some there were hard things for you right but you you have to understand there are some hard things for me as well and um I'm just so lucky that uh, I I fell into their goal. Like I I love medicine, um, and that's what my family wants all of us to do. But I just feel it for my brother because he <laughs> wants to he wants to do soccer or he wants to become a lawyer. I'm like, you got to convince them, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what I think of it. But like mostly effort. I'm like, you have to show interest. You have to be passionate about what you want to do. I think what Dr. Vincent was saying about his family is actually really amazing. I love that you encourage effort more than you encourage success. I think that's something that a lot of people can learn from. Well, and they're, I have two different kids. And in that situation, they're never going to be that, that, that mold you stamp out for them that you think that you want, but you really don't is if they're pursuing where they're going to go and where they feel like they're strong in that area and things, it's going to be fantastic. And, uh, you just can't put a price on misery. I mean, I just don't, I mean, it's just, that's it. I mean, and you know, we had to figure it out because I'm, I'm uber competitive and I like to smoke <laughs> everybody, you know, but I need to, I need to keep it together. So when you think about this, how does it make you feel when all those signs, those positive and or negative um, verbal, nonverbal cues from your parents, how does that uh, make you feel? I mean, I, I personally, 
don't care to get those um, n- negative signs directed at me. I love the positive ones. I'm here for them. <laughs> that's what I that's what I live for. And we have a great saying. My dad, especially in the Schwarty household, it's uh, you can do it once or you can do it again. Um, so, <laughs> which is just his way of saying um, you do do always give your best effort the first time, and even if you mess up, it's no big deal. But you do things well. You do your things to the best of your ability, and so. I love being able to feel proud about my work. And my parents do a really good job of recognizing um, when even if it's not, you know, I'm not number one or it's not the biggest achievement ever. When I'm proud of it, they're proud too. So I like that about them. That's, that's a really big thing for me. You were waiting for the, for the dad quote, weren't you? Mm-hmm. I really was. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should have his dad on the podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to have point, counterpoint. That's a good Okay, so I used to play soccer, right? So with my dad, positive cues, like, he was like, you did so good at this game. Like, I was actually pretty good at soccer, and then um, and then I just stopped. I, it was just like, I, I don't really want to do this. It was the same thing for my older sister, too. She played volleyball, and uh, her freshman year, she, uh, she finished, and sophomore year, she was like, I want to focus on my grades. And my parents were like, oh. We, we we respect that and and uh, Very much when so. i when i came to freshman year i was like i i don't really want to try out for the soccer team i want to do powerlifting i want to do chocolate and they're like um i don't know i had to like make a whole powerpoint presentation like i should i should join powerlifting because um it'll teach me responsibility it's a, a one person sport you know I get to build muscle you know I love the presentation aspect I'm like I would like to see this in a presentation please (laughs) I love it and now I'm planning to go to state and my parents are like wow like maybe Olivia should do powerlifting (laughs) 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 that's good yeah so um those signs like directed at me I'm like I built something up for my uh lower for my younger siblings and I'm proud of that. And the negative signs, well, <laughs> the little piece breaking off, you know, <laughs> I, I, I like to think like they gather up in a jar. And then whenever I do something um, extraordinary, like all of them get put back into place until something negative happens again. And then they break off. But, you know, there's Are always an opportunity. I know. Ironically, I hate writing so much. <laughs> I hate it. But I mean, I, I'm okay at it. Like my college essay is very figurative language based. Um, but yeah, I don't think right. <laughs> That's amazing. Trinity. So for me, it's positive or negative signs. They don't exactly affect me the way I feel like they affect a lot of people. I don't get down when I can tell my parents are upset and I don't get happy when I can tell my parents are happy. It's more just like, any sign that directs back to me makes me that much more self-aware. Mm-hmm. And that's a, something that I don't exactly love. I don't love being self-aware. I like constantly thinking about other people and their days and how they're doing. And so whenever I achieve something great and my parents tell me good job, I'm like, thank you. But did you know my sister also just, you know, there's always that moment where like, I appreciate it, but I don't like to think about myself a lot. It's interesting you bring up self-awareness because we talk about it a lot here because that's a difficult skill for people to have. 
even like grownups, like to really reflect about how, what you're thinking. Could you even name an emotion you're truly feeling that's not just anger or happiness? (laughs) Um, And then how you're responding and interacting with other people. Um, Dr. Jameson talks to us a lot about that because it's really hard to do. It is really hard to do. And people are mostly awful at it. Mm -hmm. Only because we live in such a fast-paced, reactionary culture, we're not often alone with our thoughts very much. Mm -hmm. That's why most people say, you know, I get all my best ideas in the shower. Like the shower is not a magic portal. It is just (laughs) where we are alone with our thoughts. And that's where a lot of that self-reflection occurs, but we just don't get a ton of that. So people just aren't good at it because we're out of practice. You guys are all three very self-aware. I mean, that's, that's a unique and socially aware, you know, social emotional learning and the components of it are relationship skills, self, self-awareness and social awareness and those constructs of all those things that is ultimately going to make you feel better about yourself and ultimately going to make you more, oddly enough, achieve more because, you know, whatever you achieve uh, is going to be something you're going to probably be, no, that, that's something you wanted or didn't want. And uh, the fact that you're wanting other people to you know, your, your awareness of other people, it's big, it's big. And, you know, thinking about building those structures for your, your, your sisters and brother and mm-hmm. it's neat. This question is not on the list, but we're both freshman parents. So we're sitting in front of some seniors. What advice do you have for freshman parents or underclassmen parents and for underclassmen and the students themselves? The first thing I can think of is that high school is just a different beast. It's nothing <laughs> like you've experienced before. And you're going to want to constantly be checking on their grades and constantly be checking on their performance. But you just need to remember that there's a lot more freedom in high school and there's a lot more opportunities to make up grades and make up assignments. And so give them a little bit more leeway and a little bit more responsibility than you're going to want to, because it's going to be really great for them to see that failing grade themselves and go get it fixed before you have to ask them to. Um. What I would, okay, I have advice for freshman parents and freshmen. <laughs> so freshman year, so like as you uh, change through high school, you're, you're going to change a lot. I can't even remember where I was freshman year, but I was something else. I was different. <laughs> but um, freshman parents, I, I want you to um, give them a little leeway. Like let off the pressure a little. Let them find themselves. It's really important freshman year for them to find different things like clubs that they're interested in. Um, And I want you to encourage them to join clubs. And, um, you know, grades, freshman year, they're important, but I I don't want you to stress grades as the most important thing because there's always a balance, like whether it be band or art or sports or um, even cultural clubs, it's really important for your kid to find the balance between both. I mean, and I agree with you guys both. Those are both uh, excellent points and poignantly said. But and, and so for me, the way I think about it is the high school is this awesome discovery process for all kids. Um, and a lot of people go, in, go into it with this mindset, you know, I'm a great student or I'm not a great student. But from what I've seen, and I'm certain many other people have seen too, is there's a lot of people who go into it as maybe 
mediocre or average students and they come out on top. They are rocking it, man. And the kids who went in top of their class in middle school or elementary smart kid, and they, they turn out average, you know, and that's not good or bad. That's just who you are. It's, it's a, this process you get, it's, you get to go experience new things like those new clubs. And maybe your parents are more strict with you. Maybe they aren't, but whatever it is, you got to find you. And if, if you is not at the top of your class, that's okay. That's perfectly fine. You just be the best person of whatever that is or looks like for you. You just, you rock it, man, go all the way. And, and then for parents, I would say you just, there's this, there's this opportunity. You get to watch your kid grow up and that's awesome. They love that. Um, they're becoming an adult. And so you're going to start treating them a little bit like an adult and they need that. But you also need to remember that they're a kid and they're going to make a lot of mistakes. They're going to do dumb things. And you're probably going to tell them things that you did that were dumb, and then they're going to do them anyway. And then, and then you're going to, it's going to be awkward. But um, I would say, yeah, there's this opportunity to let them grow and flourish for the first time and embrace it, embrace it. But with, with structure, with structure, for sure. What about to the students? Thank you for that, Jackson. <sighs> to the students, uh, just soak up every moment. Live in the present. It's really easy to think about, well, what's my class rank? What can I do to get that next edge? What do I need to do to prepare for next year and the next year and then college? And it's just, it's really important to live in the present and make memories because high school, you only get to experience once. And I think what Victoria was talking about, about joining clubs is such an important aspect of high school. If you go into high school and you join nothing and you go to your classes, you'll make friends. You might have a good time. But the way to get connected with the school and to grow a relationship with people and to actually feel that school pride is to get involved. And I think that's just really important. I don't know who needs to hear this, but that one one freshman I know, stop looking at your grades so much. You do not need to check it every single hour on the dot, okay? I never check my grades. <laughs> Ever. Probably need it. It's okay. The test, you know... It might have not went so well, but there's always opportunities to uh, make the grade better, you know. And sometimes it's not even always about the grades. You know, colleges are looking now for a plethora of students who partake in different activities. You know, maybe maybe looking at your grades isn't the most important thing, you know. Maybe volunteering or, like, if you want to go into medicine, uh volunteering at a hospital or nursing home, it's finding avenues um, to work with really is what I want you to focus on. Oh, that, yeah. And I totally agree with you guys. That's, that's right on. I think you're right. Colleges are looking for, it's different. It's not just 4.0 and all straight A's. They're looking for, I think I, I saw it on an article. It was spiked students, people who are, they're not okay at everything. They're great at something. They're fantastic. They can point to that thing and say, look at me. I'm great at this. And, and more than anything, when, you, when you're in high school, uh, like I said, there's this opportunity to succeed. I'm going to preach to clubs like you guys said. Clubs are the greatest thing ever. They're so much fun. You get to hang out with friends, try new things. Um, one of my clubs is BPA. You know, we get to wear business suits, walk around a downtown area at competitions. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's, um, you feel like you're, uh, you're a business person, and you get to a little bit of a look at like, what that's going to be like for you, and you can decide, man, this is something I love, or you know what? I think I'm going to be a doctor and not a business person for sure. But um, yeah, and just getting involved as soon as you can, because I didn't start to my junior year and I really regret that. I, if I would have had these clubs, you know, there would have been some opportunities for me 
that I not would not have otherwise had if I would have just gotten involved sooner. So if you get that chance and someone sends you that invite, or you hear it over the announcement at lunch, go and just see what it's all about. See if it's for you or not. Dr. Samuelson, you want to wrap us up? Yeah, I mean, I think every, uh, their advice is spot on for parents and for kids. And for you guys as seniors, I think I would reiterate your advice to freshmen is also the advice for you all next year, mm-hmm. right? It's like, it's... <laughs> Jaws just dropped. Minds were blown. Remind yourself. <laughs> it's, another, it's another discovery process, right? And get involved and say yes to things. And, you know, there will always be ways to make money but there are not always ways to be happy. So my advice to you guys is like chase joy, not a salary, right? Chase joy, stay curious, stay open, really spend time thinking about what makes you happy and what you're interested in, and then find a way to make that a career. Don't think that you'll just make a lot of money and then have fun on the side. There is a way to flip it and do both and be happy. Can you tell them about your joy list that you tell all of the teachers here and all of us? Yeah, so I have um, adults and kids create like a list of 25 things that bring them joy. It's everything from, you know, a Kit Kat bar to a rainstorm to lazy Saturday mornings to, you know, whatever, football game on Friday night. And it just helps people get in touch with the things that really do bring them joy because we can all stay very busy. But mental health is directly correlated to that joy list. So, you know, we live in a very busy time right now and we can stay very busy doing all the things. But if we don't make time for joy and the things that balance us out, we're headed down a path of, um, you know, some mental health issues. So just take the time to create a list of things that really do bring you joy. Everything from a vacation to a cup of hot chocolate or whatever, and just stay true to those things and post them as a visual reminder and work those into your busy schedules. I'm wrapping up by saying, you know, I love this job. And part of the reason is just getting a chance to talk to you guys and being a part of your lives and see you guys be hopeful and happy and engaged and learning from you guys about how we can help other kids. And so it really does make a difference. uh, And it was definitely on my list of the best things that make me feel happy. So Amanda, it's a great opportunity, wasn't it? Yeah, thank y'all so much for coming. Thank you guys. That was great.